Welcome to Mutual Victory. We're back. This is Matt. This is Jeannie. How you doing, honey? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Great. I love how the house can be nearly silent until we start to record podcast, and then Henry the dog likes to make mischief. Yeah. Like, instantly. We'll find the squeakiest toy. Uh Uh-huh. He'll start shit with Ruth. Yep. You know, knock on wood, he just kind of curled up in my feet. All kinds of shenanigans from the puppy. Yeah. So we're going to start today with a listener question. Oh, yeah. Straight up question. Yeah. So you you go ahead. You would... So one of our listeners wanted to know what your top five Marvel movies yeah. are. And I think that that's cool because we're doing another top five tonight. So it's fun to start with the top five of Marvel just to run down that. I know. Without too much... What? distraction into the marvel universe yeah what uh what prompted the question was it our previous talk on just movies in general yeah it was when we did the episode on musicals okay and then i'm sure or maybe enneagram we talked about about, a lot about marvel and then two maybe oh maybe i think it was the musicals one though because there was another mention of um other musicals that they wanted to know. What oh, we yeah, yeah, about. yeah, yeah. So I think it was that one. Yeah. This was a. Well, I think those other two. Well, one of them I hadn't seen. I don't think I've seen Hair. I know. Yeah, we which can... we're going to have to remedy because that movie was like the soundtrack of high school for me. Okay. So yeah, definitely. So this one I heard, I saw, saw this question and like my brain almost like melted. So I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Focus. I don't know the answer right away. Ooh. This requires thought. You don't know the answer to five essential Marvel movies? Because there's more than five? Well, like, there's five essential, but then there's my top five. Okay. Which I thought was the question. No. Five essential Marvel Universe movies. What? Is that you say? Is that what it says? It's, that's a direct quote. Oh, well, then I totally... You're not prepared. Well, I mean... You I didn't guess, well... do the homework. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, it's different because I was thinking about this kind of question goes into. I mean, I think I can do this off the cuff because this is like the question we asked when before Infinity War came out, right? And it was like, what do I need to see to get caught up to be able to go see Infinity War, which everyone knew it would be a big deal. You know, at that point there were like what eighteen movies and something ridiculous. Yeah, ten years worth of movies. And one of our friends said. Or even was like, what are the ones I need to see so I can be caught up and see this movie? So right, I, without having to watch right. all of yeah. them. So it's like the essential. So I, I, ha- I have this I have this answer. Number one, Avengers. You can skip all of phase one and go right to a, the first Avengers movie. Because I think you cannot see any of those movies or know those characters. The movie does a really good job setting everybody up to who you need to know who they are at that point. Um, and you can still enjoy that and follow that movie. I'm 18. That okay. is one. That's one. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Because you got to know who they are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. Yeah. Right. There's a, okay. Essentially, because, you know, everyone else that you're going to see later is in that. And there it sets up uh, Wanda. Maximoff is introduced, mm-hmm. Vision is introduced, some big characters. So I would go Avengers, 
Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers 2. Then I would go Captain America Civil War. Because that introduces Black Panther and Spider-Man. Okay. Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Because that also introduces Doctor Strange. But what about Ant-Man? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's in uh, Civil War. Oh, he's in Civil War. Yeah, okay. he's in Civil War. So yeah, then that's you, right, right, right. Yeah. He comes out of the van or something. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So then you go right to Thor Ragnarok, which is number five, I think. Yeah. Now, if I had to add one more, I mean, maybe Guardians of the Galaxy 2, because that introduces Mantis, and she's in Infinity War. So then I would do that. And actually, I would watch... You should watch the Guardians movies back-to-back, and then you can do, like... Rag- Thor Ragnarok because the end of Thor Ragnarok or like the post credit scene in mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok goes right into an Infinity War. Right. Like it ends that scene where like Thanos' ship kind of rises up yeah. and then Infinity War opens with you know uh-huh. with the Thanos on Thor's ship. But I guess that question's different. Shoot, like now at this point, Essential 5? Like, then I would go if I would go, I'd skip oh shit, I don't know. I guess that has to be my answer. It's a good answer. Because like with the, with the inclusion of Infinity War, Endgame, and all the other movies, I'd still say that's my list. Yeah. I would I would do those and then you got Infinity War and Endgame, which are like You know what we need to do now? What? Watch those five movies and test this theory. We should <laughs> Yes. We should. Mm-hmm. We should see if yeah, it's for science. It's for it's for data. <laughs> it's for data. Yeah. So that would be Love it. Yeah. And it's I mean, it's, we lose Spider-Man Homecoming, which in my original list is top five. Spider-Man Homecoming got a honorable mention. Okay. They did not make it, that list. Um, so, yeah. The only movie not in the list I just mentioned that is in the top five is Captain America Winter Soldier. That's a good movie. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a really good movie. It's definitely up there and. It's one of my favorite Marvel movies. Can I tell you why? I like, Can I justify why it was in... It's actually number two. Whoa. Like, yeah. Do you know? Here's why. Okay. Because for me, a lot of these movies are like... The context in which it came out and was made factors a lot for me. Like the first Avengers movie was my number five because of like what that movie had to do. Like it had to close out phase one. It had to bring all everyone into this movie together. There were a lot of characters that carry their own movie that mm-hmm. they had to put into this movie and not make it seem overstuffed and too much because right. it could be a mess. And it, it it was amazing. Like it it nailed it. And like everyone has enough time. Nothing feels rushed. They feel like everyone has an equal part in this team and in this movie. Winter Soldier for me also for that, like Captain America works really well in like the 40s when he's fighting Nazis uh-huh. and waving the flag. Like, my question when that movie came out was, how are they going to bring that into modern day? Like, how is he going to be Captain America now. in the 21st century yeah. and not be corny, mm-hmm. you know? And it was brilliant. They did it. They changed the genre of the movie. Instead of making it like a action movie, they, or they made it like a 70s, almost espionage, mm-hmm. thriller, spy kind of genre movie. And it freaking worked. I love that movie. It was good. Yeah. All right, so top five. Top five. This episode is called Top Five. It's just called Top Five. It's called Top Five. It's called top Five. <laughs> uh, 
Top five is a fun game. It is a fun game. And we kind of played this a little bit in the beginning of our relationship too. Like we would, you know, what's your top five albums of all time? What's yep. your top, you know, just kind of like getting to know each other. I was thinking about that. Um, top five. Top five could be a... Five's a good number. Could be a monthly segment. Top five. <laughs> <Yeah>. Top five. <laughs> top five. Okay. Today we so, got more uh, top five MCU and... Top five board games. Yes. I can't believe it has taken this long. I know. To talk about games. It's this a is like wild. This is our thing, man. Definitely our thing. Yeah. I have a question for you. Okay. I was thinking about this. Not what your top five are. But like clearly early on in our relationship, it was like, hey, I'm into games. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm into board games. Yeah. Love board games. Yeah. Um, what? And you like were on board immediately. Like I didn't have to like say, well, why don't you try this one first? Mm-hmm. See if you like it. It was almost instant. You were like, yeah, I'm down. Mm-hmm. I can do all these types of different games. And I wasn't bringing you like Monopoly, Scrabble. Right. Like these were Euro games really unknown to us at the at that point and you were 100 percent engaged in all this nonsense and whimsy like what is your experience or history with games and like your childhood or your family or anything that got you to the point where you would be into these games immediately there's probably not anything that would lend itself to a direct link to these type of board games that we play now uh, and I will say that board gaming was a huge part of my childhood because, you know, I didn't have like siblings that lived with me all the time. Mm. I was the, you know, only grandchild for a lot of years. And then when other grandchildren came along, like they were much younger than me. Mm. So there wasn't a whole lot of like children to play with. And um, my grandmother, my grand, my grandparents owned their own business. So my grandmother's part of that was like always kind of had to be there to answer the business phone. Mm -hmm. It was like 24 hour towing wrecker, you know? Right. So it was really easy to sit at the kitchen table, which is right next to, the business phone, the garage phone, as we called it, and play board games with Nana. And we played Parcheesi and Sorry and Backgammon and um, some card games as well, like Pit, mm. um, with bigger groups of people. Like when the whole family was yeah. there for dinner, we'd play big card games. Yeah. Pit, um, you introduced me to Pit. I had never played yeah. it or heard for it. That game is wild. Yep. Especially it's in crazy. A group of like, it can, like, you can play up to like eight or something. Yeah, at I least. think so. Eight yeah. or nine people can Super play well. it. It's, yeah, a, it's, great. it's like a good it's a, family gathering and game. to throw some lingo, it's a good light game. Light game. Yeah, not heavy. It is not heavy Like We can explain that later. Yeah, we can. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was just that. It was like, this was how I got to spend time with, the, with adults because it was a shared activity. Mm. And um, it usually meant to like concentrated time just me and nana like we played uh not yahtzee but this other version of yahtzee called kismet heard of it yes we played kismet a lot um you know dice rolling games i love i love games that involve dice where dice are not necessarily telling you what your next move can be um 
in like a traditional sense. So I remember playing a lot of that. Um, Uno, Skippo, all of those kind of games we played. You know, so when you were like board games, you know, it was just like such a such a swell of nostalgia in that when you're when you're gaming with someone it's a, like being present in a way that isn't often the case in like d- this day and age, you know, right, and, like, yeah. you know, you have to pay attention and there's some strategizing if you care about that or like, or like it's, it's one of the fewer activities nowadays where like, you don't also do it with your phone. Right. Kind of thing. Like yeah. I'm guilty of this too. So I'm not meaning to crap on anyone, but like we, we watch movies or TV shows yeah. and a lot of times, even if it's something we've never seen, the phone is close. You yeah. know what I mean? It's nearby. We're looking at stuff. You know, you receive a text and all that stuff. I mean, honestly, we're really bad about watching movies and looking shit up about the movie the yeah. whole time we're watching the movie. I'm on IMD. Like, I, it, yeah. it is 10 minutes in that movie. I'm like, who directed this? Who directed who this? this? Where was it shot? When was it? Yeah. When was, was it, it shot? <laughs> What's the age difference between these actors? What else was he in? What else was he in? <laughs> age difference of the actors is a big one. Location sometimes, too. And what else was he in is probably the top. That's your question. That's my question to you all the time. What was he in? What was he in? What else? No, but what what else that I've seen? (laughs) But we have a pretty good, we're pretty conscious about a no phone. Mm. I don't say it's a rule, but like it's, you know, I mean, that's one thing about like, you love games, you're willing to like pay attention and like spend the intentional time doing this thing this analog thing right mm-hmm. cardboard and plastic you're pushing around a table yeah. and not having the phone although a lot of games are coming out with apps yeah that you true. use with a game which is you know i don't know i think some people are mixed feelings about that since the whole point is to unplug. do it yeah unplug mm-hmm. but uh, some of these apps that go with games are pretty cool so it's hard to it is true it's hard to hate it too much <clears throat> um i think that also with board gaming like your suggesting that it was such a like i mean i don't love going out and (laughs) (laughs) i mean like it's a little different in the summer i want to go listen to music outside or go to like a concert series Mm -hmm. or something um parks and walking and hiking and in like the winter months I'm not sure why I ever need to leave the house, let alone leave the house to like go to dinner, go to a movie, go to a bar. Like that just isn't a thing that like super excites me. Yeah. There's only a handful of places I would want to leave the house, not counting a friend's house. Right. That I would want to go to. I mean, I could think of two or three maybe. So it's, it's rare. Yeah. And (laughs) you know, we, we were teaching at that time and like, yeah. Teaching has got a lot going on and um there often wasn't like the bandwidth of figuring out other things and so it was really nice to have this like activity that we could always do at home. And I don't want to say it's like <clears throat> an an inexpensive hobby because you're not like going out and you know mm. going to bars it's not inexpensive <laughs> um to purchase a lot of these games and when you have them you have them. Um and the other part for me was that our children being different stages and ages of adolescence for a lot of years, like weaving a board game into like family force family fun right, yep. was like 
yep, you don't have to love this board game. It doesn't have to be your favorite <laughs> one, and we can like all come together and right. play this but game. There, I mean, I think if I had thought of it, we could probably think of a handful that even years ago could be put on the table and played with some relative enjoyment. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, what brought you into the world of like European board gaming? And do uh, you remember the first game I think you I, had me play? I think I do. <laughs> it was not a good choice. Um, I was sort of always into games. My The first memory I have playing a a big unorthodox game, not Monopoly, not Scrabble, not Life, like none of those, was one called, oh shit, Battlemaster. Oh, yeah, yeah, Do you yeah. remember this game? No, oh, but actually, I remember your mom talking about this really? game. Really? Mm-hmm. There's actually two. The one this memory goes even further back, and I don't remember the name of it. I remember my cousin Tommy Tom got it for Christmas. We were at my grandparents' house, and he got it, and it was like submarine, like naval, kind of almost like sort of like battleship, mm-hmm. but like a mat on the floor. And these submarines or like ships were like figures, like that shot little discs with rubber bands at opposing ships and you had to get it like in the slot and count as a hit i don't remember the name of it i remember nothing about it except it was awesome i mean he was a few years older than me so like i was just all i'm like this is just the coolest effing thing i've ever seen right Mm -hmm. years later i must have been like 10 11 12 battle master was the one i think my, my my cousin kevin hopkins may have gotten it first and then I was like, this is this is this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. This this board, it wasn't a board, it was like another kind of like almost like a shower curtain type fabric mat okay. that was like, you know, five feet by four feet, six feet, something like that. It was it's huge. Like, like twister like, level. Yeah. Kind of wow. all maybe not as big. But when we got it, we put it on our ping pong table. And then <laughs> what I did was first of all, it's like a fantasy combat game. So like there was a good guys that was like knights and archers and men at arms. And the bad guys side was like orcs and goblins and wolf riders and various monsters. So like, and they were all minis, but like they were minis that were put on a like plastic base. So it's like you had here, these two wolf riders are on this mini. They move around the board. So it wasn't like they're super small. They were probably, you know, four to six inches tall. Um, <laughs> And to like movement would be you would pull a card out of a deck and it's like whatever card came up, you moved that piece moved and you moved however many spaces it said. And if you ended up being adjacent to an enemy, you could fight or then combat would engage. And it was just dice. Like there were dice with skulls. The other guy rolled, your opponent rolled dice with shields. If there were more skulls than shields, you did that many damage. Mm -hmm. And some of these missions, like you could do missions where it was just like, First person to eliminate your opponent wins, right? And this is like an Ameritrash American type game mechanic where like the emphasis is on player elimination. Right. Or there were missions where like there was a tiny little plastic castle where like if the goal of the bad guys was to occupy the castle, as soon as they got a person in it, good guys lost. And it was it was fun like that. And I I remember I even made a battle master like movement stick like i took like what's the stuff that goes around the door like the like a door casing yeah yeah 
it was something like that and that was left over i'm like mom dad can i borrow this and they're like what for i'm like can i borrow this and can i cut it and they're like yeah sure so i cut a stick like five feet long and got another random piece of wood and like nailed it to the end and i painted it like black and red so i can like <laughs> i can be like winston churchill or something looking over this big map and sliding my sliding. pieces mm-hmm. across the across the the field of battle uh. um and that was a big draw like whenever like the Platinskis came over a lot of times it's definitely Jeff and Mike probably. And my sister also like, we would all play it all the time. It was a great snow day game, Friday night game when we were little. So like that was a really like formidable memory for games. Yeah. And we did have a little other, we had a whole shelf full of other games. I think Monopoly was in there too and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I used to make up my own rules to Monopoly. Not surprised. I know. That doesn't surprise me at all. I would just like make shit up. Sounds about right. Yeah. But the first game I made you play, was it Warlords of Europe? I don't think, was it? I thought it was Axis and Allies. Oh, yep. Okay. <laughs> I was like, hey, do you want to try? Wow. God, I am lucky you came back after we tried to play that Axis game. Axis and Allies. <laughs> I had no one to play that game with. Uh-huh. And you were like, sure, I'll try. We played it for a little. We didn't finish it. Like We played for a couple hours. We played it for a solid like three and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. yeah we put, I think we wow. got hungry. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was, that's not what we call a gateway game. No. <laughs> it's not it's one. It's not the game that you pull out when your friends who have never played games come over and you're like, want to learn a game? Man, yeah. I'm lucky on so many levels. <laughs> yeah. That's not an easy one. I'm really excited about top five because i'm curious if we have any of the same games on our lists i think we do yeah we didn't tell each other our list no we didn't which is like it's a good idea i'm excited i'm intrigued i know wondering what you have okay do you want to go into um i have a couple honorable mentions okay do you no because i have a couple that are ties i have that too (laughs) we should have just done top 10 no top 10 Narrow the shit down. You can do it. All right. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. Uh, Castles of Burgundy. Oh, sweet. Because the, if I had honorable mentions, that would have been one of them. Okay. Yeah. What do you love about Castles of Burgundy? Oh, what do I love about it? It has a lot of different cool mechanics. Like there's a dice component. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times with, you know, one mechanic that we hate or I hate, the the roll and move mechanic right. or like, you know, Monopoly, you roll your dice. You, you have move three places, you, have to you move do your, what it says, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you're right. There's no choice, right? right? You have to do what it, like, have to roll that many spaces. Your choice once you land is, do I buy the property? Right. And like, if you want to be in the game, you have to. Like, there's not a yeah. lot of, I have the money to pay for it, but I won't because it's not wise right now. It's you, you just buy it. So there was like, there was also choice with the, the numbers you roll, like, because you can, based on the number that you rolled, you can take something from a corresponding number on the board. Mm-hmm. You can take a corresponding tile that you already have. You can adjust the die roll with one thing that had like a worker where you can make it go up. a Like if you rolled a four, pay a worker, it can now become a five mm-hmm. or three. Like So there's a lot of variation. Um, I like that we have our individual kingdom mats that we're trying to build and they're not always the same. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I think it's just one of those games that we've played so many times that it, it's like a, it's like watching a comforting movie that you love to watch. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, 
there's some games where I still need to consult the rules, even Mm -hmm. if we played it for years. Yeah. Um, That's when I just like, no. So yeah, that one can just go on the table. And And I think we got that game as a wedding gift. I think it was one of them. It might have been. Because I associate it with like wedding time. No. So I think... Uh, oh, I don't know if we did, because I think I actually remember purchasing it. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Don't remember. Sorry. Yeah, we, um, because these board games are so epic, and there were so many of them that we wanted, and there's usually a, a list of, like, you know, wish list board games happening. Um, when we registered for our wedding gifts, <laughs> we predominantly registered for board games. Yeah. And strong emphasis on we. I think yeah, we. we only got a couple. I think because people thought that I just hijacked it. And they really did. Put, they were like, put all games on it. <laughs> they were like, you don't need a gravy boat or a fucking ladle. I'm like, no. I had all that shit, though. I, mean, <laughs> I know. We, like, we, we combined two adult households. Right, like, there was no need for uh, crap. We yeah. Didn't need crap. We needed another essentials. blender. Essentials. We needed games. We needed games. And lots of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I have castles because there's two castle games i have three honorable mentions castles of burgundy castles of mad king ludwig that's an honorable mention that one's has seen a lot of time on our table lately because yeah. that's like good that one is easy to play and teach and feast for odin honorable mention really yeah. see i was gonna i was expecting feast for odin to be on like your heavy game pick yeah that is a heavy game now see Now's a good time to explain mm-hmm. heavy and light. Yeah. This is referring to complexity, uh, time to play. Yeah, time to know, set up. Time to set up, rules. So if a game is heavy, usually it will have a substantial amount of rules. Those rules will be complex and it will take a long time to play. Mm-hmm. If a game is light, there are way fewer rules. It's easy to look. You could probably teach it and learn it and play it in under 10 minutes. And it may be a half hour to 45 minute playtime max so there is no hard and fast definition also this is just like purely subjective and guesswork yeah um i think that feast for odin and castles of mad king ludwig would also be on my honorable mention list uh because well castles of mad king ludwig is hilarious because i never win that game ever you don't and i usually win games you often do. And I don't care about winning, so doesn't take away at all the, the joy that is experienced playing Castles of Mad King Ludwig, where you're essentially designing a castle, sort of. Um, yeah. I mean, you don't have, like, full reign and choice because some of it is, like, what you can afford, what is out there, blah, 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 right. as far as, like, rooms for your castle. But the other reason that I love it is because Madeline loves that game. So, that game. you know, she yeah. was always, like... There were probably three games that Madeline was always a yes, like good for a yes for. Right. Let's so. not bring them Madeline up. Madeline is our middle child. Don't bring them up because I think one of them is, one of, on, my is top, on your list. Is on my actual oh, top five. Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah. That is a... What? Um, what a oh, Feast for Odin. Designer by, designed by Uwe Rosenberg. I wish I had not list all, all or named... All the designers all the of all designers. these games. I, I meant I to do it. I totally this. forgot. Stefan Feld, I know, did Castles of Burgundy. Um, and Uwe Rosenberg, who has done like a lot of complex 
games. We, we do love us some Iwe. <laughs> love us some Iwe. <laughs> but Feast Rodent's great because it's Viking themed. It is. Um, there's hmm. a lot of cool shit that you get to do yeah. in that game. Um, and there's also shit in that game. Like the reason it didn't make my list is because there's that whole like invading and pillaging thing that I refuse to do when I play that game. See, now what's great about these games is that I guess the term is paths to victory. Right. Like you don't have, you can choose to not do that at all. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to pillage. You don't have to raid. And I and still win. You still have a very good, still like good. so many options to choose from as far as like what your strategy wants to be. You can ignore certain things in the game and just, and still have a chance to win. You're never going to be at a really disadvantage if you choose to go one way or the other, you know what right. I mean? Which is why these games are awesome and not like, this is what I guess characteristics of what we call Euro game or European style mm-hmm. board game is like lots of paths to victory, lots of options to choose from. Choosing one doesn't necessarily, you know, determine your, you know, chances of winning really. Right. Um, oh, what I was going to say is, you know what, if, if you would like a list of these games that we have, like, cause we're mm-hmm. naming games. It's hard to conceptualize. If you want to like, see what they look like, see what the components look like. You can check out. The blog. Oh, our blog. Yeah. 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 I'll put a list of uh put a list of all these games that we talk about mm-hmm. and in the blog. Yeah, and then find like your cute local game store. Yeah. That you know, maybe doesn't have them all in stock and you can order them from them. Um it's a fun yeah. It's a fun part of the travel that we do too, is mm. like wherever right. we go, we try to find a game store and buy a game. Yeah, we and sometimes we just miss an exit, and I happen upon a game store. I know. Oh, magically. I was so frustrated that day, and it just led us to a game store. This is what, like, why do I worry about anything? I don't know. Just honey. Stop it. I've been telling you for a long time that I there's know. no point. There's no point at all. Um, okay, so you ready to crack the top five? Mm-hmm. Okay. So here are some things. Do we want to talk about like other things that make up a Euro game, or just kind of do that as we go? Like just do it as we go. All right. Okay. So, number five, honey, do you want to go? Give me your number five. Number five <clears throat> is a tie. That's fine. I have one that's two. I have two games in one spot, too. So, so the reason that both of these games are in number five and that they're both there is because I want to play these games with you for different reasons. Oh, okay. Okay. So, on one hand, pandemic iberia okay okay i love pandemic iberia it is a historic game so it takes place like early 20th century i think or yeah because there's trains late 19th maybe even yeah somewhere around that um and the diseases that you're fighting are historic diseases right they're actually cholera well well, let's say i mean typhoid isn't it it's not an expansion. It's like another version of, of Pandemic. Pandemic is like the original version. Right. Which from like 2007, designed by Matt Leacock. Oh, look at you. It is a cooperative game. That's why I love it. <laughs> if you don't know, cooperative game means everyone playing at the table is on the same <clears throat> team and playing against the game. Yeah. And it's not in my cooperative game pick and category mm. um, because I really only want to play it with you. Okay. And... um. And I like to play it when I super love you. 
Should I be worried when something else hits the table? So we're playing well, this game. Yeah, I should. I'm going to be worried when Dominion. Yeah, comes so that's the other number five <laughs> is Dominion. Jesus Christ! Because when I'm mad at you and wow. I don't want to talk to you, we can play Dominion because we don't need to talk to play Dominion at all. We right. don't have to cooperate. We don't have to interact. I mean, sometimes you want me to tell you what I'm doing when we play games because I'll just do things, mm-hmm. and yet. For this, for whatever reason, that doesn't happen as much anymore with Dominion, and it's the game that's really great to play when you're fighting with your spouse. It should be like, we should. I know we were going to do another special. Were we going to do a special Valentine's Day episode? Yeah, I think we should do. Among the things we talk about should be board games for couples. Board games for okay. Board games for yeah, totally. So that that would be on that list. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So in my in my number five spot are the games that like. On one hand, it's like, super love you. Let's play a cooperative game that's historically based in one of my favorite time periods and like work together and yep. make up funny stories as we go along about like these diseases and treating them and, you know, thank God for penicillin and like weird shit that yeah. we say. Well, like the original, I mean, um, the original pandemic, um, it had like your job is to find cures for four diseases, but they are not. They're not named, right? right? They're just four different color cubes, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the Iberia one, it does have like cholera, typhoid, yeah. right? It's yeah. very the theme is really good in that game because not only of the diseases that you're trying to cure, the the roles that you can be as a player, which is another thing that happens in these Euro games. A lot of time you will you will take on a role of a unique player person that gives you special abilities yeah. during the game. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah, that, that that game is really good with the roles and the theme. The theming overall right. is and is is really good, and I love themes. And Dominion is a deck building game, mm. and so you buy cards, you maybe swap cards, you do what the cards say. Uh, your deck progressively gets bigger throughout the game, and then there's like victory points that you tally up at the end. And I love Dominion because there is no way of knowing; you have zero concept. Yeah. Of who might be winning that game. Yep. Um, until until you add the up. game is over and you're adding up points. So you add so. Up those duchy cards and and then the last thing I'll say about Dominion is that there are so many themed expansions yeah. to that game. So you know you don't have to play with the same cards over and over. Right. Yeah. Like really into all the different themes and. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool. There's like Seaside, there's mm-hmm. Hinterlands, there's Dark Ages. Prosperity. Prosperity, yeah. They're really cool. Um, yeah. But like, I wanted to, I for, remember you said something earlier about not a cheap hobby. I mean, it's not. Sometimes these games can range in price from $30 to, I have one on my list that's like $90. Uh-huh. But like, for me, it's like you can spend that kind of money on a PS4, but is a PS4 going to be playable in 10 years? Well, for me, it was like yeah. taking our family of five to the movies yeah. once. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was going to be the same as buying a board game yeah. that we can play like, a bajillion times. It can so. go on the shelf. It can always mm-hmm. come down no matter what technology, new technology comes out yep. and advances. Like, can you play into your Nintendo right now? Maybe, but it's not as easy as taking a game off the shelf that... Yeah. It's on the shelf, and you can always play it. Um, you're going to be surprised by my list. I okay. Think. I think you're going to be really shocked. Number Give five. Give me your number five. Concordia. What? Yeah. Real? 
Really? Yep. Okay, you have to tell me why. Uh, well, uh, the theme is great. You are a merchant, essentially, mm-hmm. in the Roman Empire. And it's like an economic development game where you are establishing, not colonies, but like trading posts throughout the Mediterranean or the Italian peninsula. You're, you know, trading in different goods. And I, I love one of the great, I lo- of course, love the theme because ancient Rome is cool. Um, but the mechanic of it is essentially you have a deck of cards that each have a role. You play one and you do what the thing says. So like you're playing the card of um, you're going to go and set up a trading post. You're going to, you know, make pots this mm-hmm. round. You're going to try to sell things. So like it's it's pretty straightforward as far as what your options are. But there's some variation with cards, I think, that you can buy as the game goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the theme and I like the gameplay. I love it. I know. I, we have to play that game more. We do. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's important for you to just say we're playing a game because a lot of times they don't remember what they are until they start getting set up. And then I'm like, oh, right. right. I love that game. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's a game that's not on my list right now because I can't remember the freaking name of the game to save my life. So what we'll you- get there eventually. I'll tell you what I couldn't right. put on my list because I just couldn't remember the name. Do you want to tell me what we do in this game? game? Huh? What do you do? What, like, what, what, what I, you we'll do? get there. We'll get there. Oh, I mean, maybe right. it's on your list and I'm like, oh my maybe. God, that's the game. Yeah. <clears throat> and I loved it because while you were playing against other players, there was not a lot or any direct head-to-head competition. You're kind of doing your own thing around the board. And yeah, like that's another thing that stands out in European style board games is less emphasis on direct head-to-head competition like how many fights break out over Monopoly or Risk? You know what I mean? It's like they're very rarely saying, I am fighting you right now. Right. And my goal is to eliminate you from the game. And it's mm-hmm. like there's less of the um, direct competition and player elimination, right? So like a lot of times these games, the goal isn't to eliminate your player, yeah. which means everyone can play. And that's when it's most fun, most fun. You don't want to exclude people. You want to make sure people are included in play. Um, so that's why I like it too. I love that. I never would have guessed them. <laughs> I know. I, I want, now I want you to go right into your number four. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Number four, Wingspan. Oh, Wingspan's on my list. I figured it would be on your list. Yeah. Wingspan is great. Is not your number four? No. It's higher? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Um, you could talk about Wingspan, but basically it's this, this wonderful, I think it's technically called an engine builder because you are... The role, like the theme is birds, essentially, right? So you have your board and you're trying to develop the best bird sanctuary mm-hmm. by essentially buying bird cards. Right. Right. And then when you buy a bird card and play it, they each have a special power. And the way that you buy a bird card <sighs> is with having the correct food from the bird feeder. So right. it's like making sure that you have the things that are going to draw the birds. Right. In. If you want to play this bird, it costs two berries and a, and a weed. And a worm. <laughs> and a worm. And right. a worm. And then, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I wasn't saying Um The powers is what makes it like the engine builder, where like right. you slowly acquire things in the game, in this case, birds. They each have a special power that's unique to it. And as the game goes, you get more and more special unique powers. So like, it's one of those things where like, you may not feel you can do a lot in the beginning of the game, but as it plays out over rounds, you have 
you know, 12 different birds that can all do things and like the powers almost compound on each other. So like Mm -hmm. you can end up doing a whole lot and it makes your, you know, the goal is to make your awesome little sanctuary. And I think it holds a special place for both of us because all of the research done by this, by the woman who developed the game, whose name I don't remember and I wish I did. Very sorry. Um, got it all from the Cornell ornithology yeah. like, department. So we're like, oh, local Cornell. Yay. So cute. And on each card, there's all of this fun information. So, you know, you, you learn about birds that things about birds that you maybe wouldn't learn otherwise, yep. unless you were looking up shit in a bird book, right? which I'm not, but I learned a lot from points. Right. I don't think I would look up shit on about a bird in a book, but like, I'll take the time to read the card. Yeah. That someone chose to spend time and effort adding this little factoid also the artwork is fantastic the artwork is fantastic and then there's also this mechanic of like laying eggs and the the laying egg mechanic is also accurate to how many eggs this real life bird would be able to lay would have in its nest typically like all of those things which are super cute and that's why there was a tie for my number two spot but Wingspan Ooh. was one of them. Okay. What is your number four? My number four is Fresco. Oh, that almost made the... That was on my short list, and I didn't want to have too many honorable mentions. Ah, yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Do love that game. So Fresco for me is like... I mean, you're essentially pretending to be an apprentice to a Renaissance painter. Yeah. So similar to your loving of ancient Rome Mm. and picking Concordia, uh, my love of the Renaissance and picking, you know, where I get to pretend that I'm painting a fresco on the ceiling in some Renaissance building. That's a great one. That's a worker placement. Mm -hmm. And that mechanic is exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) Yeah. You put a worker, you have a certain one of them, you put them down, they do their thing. You take them back. You're done yeah. with doing Depending that thing. Depending where you put them, mm-hmm. they do that special action. You get that thing, and then you get them back, and then now you have to decide decide essentially where you want to put your workers to get the things or to do the actions that you want. Right. Like I always say, like life is a worker placement game. Mm-hmm. It's like you just have to decide what actions you're taking. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That made the short list of of ones to consider but yeah that one sees a lot of time on the table that one's a lot of fun theme is good artwork is good solid b plus for the artwork um and not too once you get over like the idea of like you when you have the options in front of you of like here are your actions and like where to like how like in the order to do it and what exactly they do because like one action is go to the market to buy paints then one action is mix the paints. mixing paints mm-hmm. to get you know if if you want to buy a tile that has purple, you first need a red and a blue. Right. Then you got to mix it. And then you get it. And then <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah, it's great. It's really good. It's so great. Number three. Do you want me to tell you? You don't mind yours. You me you me you, you me you go first. You me. <laughs> You're gonna be surprised. This oh. is a this is new. Oh. Horrified. Really? Oh, it's so cute. It is. It's it's. And it's a cooperative game. It's a cooperative game. My number three is a cooperative game too. Ooh, okay. Horrified is you are basically people that live in a town mm-hmm. that is being attacked, overrun by 
classic universal classic monsters. horror movie monsters. My sister got me this game. She's like, you dig monsters. You're going to love it. And it's fucking great. It is great. I fucking love it. I love that you just brought this game up because I had this thought last night. Did I take a bath last night? Couldn't tell you. I don't remember. I think it was last night in the bathtub. You check your itinerary <laughs> while you're traveling like your secretary. Um, administrative assistant. Uh, I think it was last night in the bathtub. I was like, oh, do you know what would be a fun, cool date night theme thing to do? Would be to watch like a cheesy monster movie with riff tracks yeah. and play horrified. You just said this in your brain. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I said it in my brain when yeah. I was in the bathtub. Yes. But you weren't in the. You I weren't, was not. No. You weren't oh, in yeah. there with me. That was last night. Not the ba- the room. Not right. the bathtub. No, it's not possible. You were out here. I was here. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't say it out wow. loud. Wow. Oh my god. That's a good idea, That's right? A fantastic idea. We got oh, I'm so excited. That's a good like date night theme night. Yeah. Idea. I. You. you it's gonna be all you on figuring out the food, but like. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I love Horrified because I love the old classic. Like, you're fine. I mean, well, the cool thing, it's cooperative. Mm-hmm. Getting ahead of myself. It's cooperative. It's not overly complicated. It's pretty It's pretty easy as far. It's pretty, It's I'd say medium weight because it's not, not heavy. But if you have no experience with any kind of games like this, it might be a little tricky. Right. But if you have any experience, you should pick this up pretty quick. You're... you're you can choose the level of difficulty, basically, because you can decide to fight all like five or six of the monsters or just one, right? You could. Mm-hmm. There's Dracula, Frankenstein, Frankenstein and his bride. There's Wolfman, Invisible Man, Creature from the Black Lagoon, mm-hmm. The Mummy. That might be it. And there's already expansions, but like right. the base game has six. So you could fight essentially six months. I, I think you could. That'd be very hard. But yeah, the board is great. You're in this little town and you go into all these locations to find. And each monster has their own victory conditions. Like each one is like for Dracula, you have to go around the board to where his coffins are. Destroy all the Destroy them. And then get, and then destroy him or something. Or you have to collect a certain amount of things to then fight him. Yeah. And like the mummy, you have to like piece together an amulet that's all over the Uh town. Yeah. It's I solve a puzzle. Solve a puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. It's I it's love, really good. Yeah. It's we played on Halloween. And it's like spooky in the sense that it could be like a scary Halloween y type of game, but yeah. not so spooky that if you played it with children, it would be like scary, scary. Right. Yeah. It's a yeah. You could we have a couple of those. We games. do. We have uh, <laughs> one that almost made this list was oh. Betrayal at House on the Hill. <laughs> That's a it's so scary. So good. But some of those like adventures are like fucking dark yeah dark scary yeah. scary shit yeah mm-hmm. yeah so number three horrified great game mm. what's your number three number three spirit island so this is a new game it's another new game was, it's another cooperative i was game. just wondering where on this list where it was gonna be because i knew it was gonna be there so um the theme of this game of like essentially you are the spirits of this non-real island and there are indigenous tribesmen that live on this island tribes people and uh and then there are invaders exploring the island and and colonizing the island and so you're trying to do things like obviously fuck up their shit well i mean who shit 
the explorers. Right. This is you are helping the island yeah, fight off. Yeah, you're a spirit. Yeah, you're helping the island fight off the invaders. Yeah. And and also like create a fear level in them because then it makes it easier to yeah. defeat them off the island when there's fear. I love that the spirits are elementals. So like yep. I of course want to be like water and sunshine or whatever that one was. I can't. I don't think that's the yeah. exact word. I remember I be, I was the earth and one. you're the earth mountain guy. Reading the thing was like you are slow but powerful. I'm like yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that sums it up. <laughs> that's me. I can't imagine we're gonna play with any other elemental characters. Um, and I think that once we have a handle, like a really good handle on the game, that we could play it with friends who would be willing to play the other yeah, elementals. I think you're right. Yeah, so play that game. That would be cool with four people. I think, yeah, once we played a few more times mm -hmm. and get it really understand all the stuff, because I'm sure, like always, there are rules we were forgetting totally. Yeah, Yeah. and forgetting. So, um, it was really sweet because I think. Wait, did you buy that game? Yeah, I got a few for for Christmas. Christmas. Because was it because Kristen posted it or because, or did that happen after? I think you got it for me and then Kristen uh, had posted about it online and I was like, what? This is the coolest thing That game was on my radar because hitting up Board Game Geek and seeing what their Mm -hmm. top whatever was. And it was relatively new. I think at 17 or 18, maybe. Um, It was new. It was kind of heavy. And it was the theme, again, was what I knew would hook you. Because it was cooperative. Yeah. And the theme of, like, basically the island. Defending the island Defending the island fights back kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that would would hook you. I love that. Yeah. So that was my number three. It's a good one. Solid. I, oh, now I'm curious what your top two are. I thought I knew. Oh, now I don't know. Oh. My number two has two spots. Mm. Two games occupy number two. Okay. The theme is Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> Number two is a tie between Star Wars X-Wing okay. and Star Wars Rebellion. Oh, uh, Rebellion's my number one. Is it really? Uh-huh. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, X-Wing, these are two really different games, but I could not choose between the two. X-Wing is a miniatures game, and it's basically you're flying in ships, like X-Wings and TIE Fighters and Y-Wings and the Millennium Falcon. Like You can buy these miniature ships and then... You're basically flying around the table in like dog fighting yeah. type of game. Sometimes there's missions. Like yep. we got some expansions where there were missions. Yep. Wasn't necessarily like defeat the other players, all of yeah. their things. It was more of like get the transport from point A to point B. This one kind of differs in that the object is a lot of the time to direct destroy. Combat. Yeah, direct <laughs> combat to actually eliminate all of your ships off the yeah. board. Um but the good thing about that is compared to like another game like that, like Risk, where your job is to eliminate other players, the lo- like as the game goes on, it actually speeds up. Mm-hmm. Because if you start the game with four ships, each ship is a turn. Yep. Once a ship is eliminated, that's fewer turns you take. So like yeah. eventually we are each taking fewer turns as the game goes. So that's one thing that's really has it going for it, where it, it kind of speeds up as it goes. The miniatures are fantastic. They're painted. Oh, they're so like, beautiful. They're so well designed. Like the ships for, are gorgeous. For for what you're paying. Totally worth it. 100%. Yeah, they're really good. They're really high quality. And the cool like the, the how you move is pretty dope too. Like each ship has its own unique like dial 
where you can kind of turn the dial to say, okay, this is going to be my move. And it has a number and like an arrow. So Mm. it's like, if it's like four with a, you know, an arrow straight or an arrow bending to the right, there is like a template that comes with it that you, when it's your turn, unveil, reveal the dial. And then you take this template, put it in front of your ship and then move your ship to the other end of that. And that's your movement. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty ingenious. I think it's a lot of fun. It's so brilliant. We had like, for the longest time, a piece of fabric from like Joanne's fabrics with stars all over it (laughs) that we would put on the table, like a tablecloth and then have this star background to fly our ships all over. Yeah. I don't have to half-ass it. And then we got, we have an official mat now, don't we? We do. We have a star mat. Yeah. Um, it's on clearance at Barnes Noble. I snagged that up. You did. Fast. <laughs> you did. That's a good one. I loved playing. I love playing X-Wing. Um, yeah. I love it. Rebellion is also, I couldn't choose between that and Rebellion. Of course. Because they're two different, different Star Wars games, but I think we both enjoy those two. Rebellion, the best way I can describe it is that's a heavy game. It's Star Wars in a box. Mm-hmm. Essentially. It's like, if you want to like kind of do what happens in the movies where it's like you one side's the rebels, one side's the empire. I I say I because the empire. I'm always the empire. My job is to I'm find... I'm never going to be the empire. No. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's the same thing in X-Wing, but at least in X-Wing, like, I got you some bounty hunter ships Thanks. so you could play, like, bounty hunters. <laughs> it's so bullshit. I want to be the rebels one time. Because, anyway... No, I em- can't get into it. I mean, I'll do it, but my heart won't be in it. Well, get it. My heart Make won't be in it. Why do you think it... Well, why am I always the bad guys? I don't think that I don't think that you understand the like emotional situation that So happens. you're telling me the one that identifies with Captain America and Superman can't <laughs> who Yeah, because also... there's part of you that's like Darth Vader's so badass. Now I'm gonna fly Vader's ship in and like, you know, F everything in the B and like I'm never gonna be excited about being Darth Vader or his ship at all. Never. Mm-mm. That's not fair. I know. I'm sorry. No, you're not. Shut up. Well, okay, but this is my number one game. This is number one on my list. So I think that also means that I get to be the rebel. I think that's a load of horseshit. (laughs) Ridiculous. Anyway, as the Empire, my job is to find the hidden rebel base. There's a lot in this game has. It has hidden movement. Mm -hmm. We're like, you, you know, one of the planets is the base and I have to find it. You as the rebels conduct missions to earn a certain amount of points. And if you earn enough points over a certain amount of rounds before I find your base and destroy it, you win. Yeah. And if I find your base and destroy it first, I win. Mm-hmm. The Empire wins. Yeah. Um there were I, there was one You were so close. I was so it was such a stupid thing. I don't know. If I can go back in time, would it be worth the rest of the day we would have had? Of you in a sour, sour mood. I wouldn't have been in a oh. sour mood. I would have been heartbroken for the rebellion. For the fake pieces of plastic. I d- I'm telling you, what did I just say about getting emotionally involved in games? Emotionally involved. Anyway, there was one, involved. one time. So like as, uh, you know, how you play is you have cards that are mission cards. And it's like, you know, my mission is to, you know, invade this planet. And then if, you know, if the base happens to be there with the rebel base, then it's, it's discovered. And then you maybe have to move it. You have missions like, you know, start a Wookiee uprising gain to like 
gain two points and you know do other various missions to increase your reputation. I know I want to I want to have a producer right now and I would have our producer cue Beastie Boys sabotage because uh, that's frequently my mission. Can we cue up something? That's free. Sabotage. It's <laughs> free. That's that's not going to cost us Beastie Boys level royalties. Why sabotage? Just because the name Just of the song? Just immediately what comes up in my head when I start sabotaging your shit all over the board. And then you can't make ships or weapons. Right. I can't make enough Star Destroyers. It's I great. I can't make another Death Star. I feel like I'm in the music video for Sabotage. <laughs> that's great, honey. But wearing like a rebel pilot outfit. Yeah. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. I mean, this game is big, literally and figuratively, because there are a lot of rules. Um, there's a lot going on. It takes a long time to play, mm-hmm. and it like it is too like what you would think of. It's two big boards pushed together. It to takes make up the entire takes, table. Yeah, it's awesome. I love yep. it. Um, so, what is your number two then? So one of my number twos was Wingspan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just was five years old. <laughs> you said number two. I did, but you said it first. Sorry. Um, what it was Wingspan. So that was my that was a number two, and the other one is Seasons. Oh, okay. Yep, I can see that. I love the game Seasons. It has seasons. No shit. It's like you don't. It's very like elemental magic, deck building, spells. Um, well, like the, the 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 premise is we are wizards competing in a magical contest that lasts that lasts three years. Three years, right? Yeah. And each season, we get certain kinds of dice to roll that yep. do certain things, and yep. that varies from season to season. Yeah. And like, of course, like certain powers are easier to access in certain seasons. It's basically Ayurveda. Oh, we have not played this game since. I know. You've like I know. gone. I mean, we have with the kids, but not like. I meant since like Ayurveda has become a prominent. Has become like a daily conversation. Right. Right. Yeah. I think we should. I think we should replay that with Ayurveda as a lens. I love it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um. So all of the, the elemental components to that as well. And the powers being so directly linked, like you have to have a certain amount of air or fire in order mm. to um, be able to execute the time walking boot spell. You right. Know? Like, and you're using all these, ele- like you're using the dice to get elements like fire, earth, air, and you're spending them on cards that are spells, right? Is that mm-hmm. right? Sp- spells and. And, and objects and objects and magic. Like you can items. activate an amulet of fire if you have enough yeah. fire, you know. Those kind of things. It's just yeah. so it's it's an Ayurveda board game. Yeah, that's really cool. So I Never really love that seasons. Way. And that board game too is something that Abby always has really yeah. been into playing. So, you know, I always think about if if I want Abby to be a yes to a game, like that's a really good <laughs> one. Not that she's a hard sell. No. Um no, she's and she loves seasons. She's never a hard sell in a game. I don't think Madeline is really ever a hard sell. Although no. at this point, we kind of know, like, hey, we won't ask you to play Rebellion. We'll ask you to play Castles of Mad King Ludwig, because, you know. Right. Because and, know or something enough. very similar. I think she played Suburbia with us, mm-hmm. which is another, which is, I think, same designer as Mad King Ludwig. Yeah, it's very similar mechanics. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good game. Okay, drum roll. What's your number one? My number one, Lords of Waterdeep. Really? 
Really? Yeah. That's so cute. Why? What do you mean, why? Why do you uh, say it like that? Uh, Porque? I don't know how to say it any other <laughs> I don't know. It, like, I guess it was a go-to game for a really long time. Yeah. And What did you think it would be? I honestly, my first guess was going to be um, Feast for Odin. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man, I, I just... I really did. Shook everything up for you, didn't I? I Jeez. You did. I, my whole brain's turned around. I can't even believe it. It's <laughs> 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 so crazy. It's so crazy. Oh, my God. So what do you love so much about Lords of Waterdeep? I guess I, I, guess I love worker placement games. Okay. Is this like the... Th- yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because sometimes worker placement games give you anxiety. Really? Yeah, you're like, this is too much like real life. There's not enough time to do all the things that I want to do. Agricola. That was Agricola. Agricola was like on Board Game Geek's Geek's top 10 for maybe top five. And like that, everyone like in the gaming community, quote unquote, if I like go to YouTube to watch people review or walk through games, like they just sing that game's praises. And I'm like, this game just, it's like there's, it's stressful. And not in like a fun puzzly way. It's always like I never felt I have enough time to do anything. Like I think I had so few actions available to me, so few choices, and so little time to accomplish or do anything. So I felt like this was just not fun for me. Yeah, I agree about Agricola. And I think like, I I mean, Caverna was going to be a close to my number one slot if it... If it wasn't for, I mean, like, I can't, nothing is going to compete with a Star Wars theme for yeah. me, so. Um, so, Lords of Waterdeep is, is a worker placement. Worker placement. Mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragon themed. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you are. Scoundrels. Uh, yeah, you're like the head of a clan in the city of Waterdeep. A guild? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And you have a certain amount of, like, workers. And you get mission cards that you try to. Um complete yeah, right yeah so like while like what you're trying to get when you place your workers are essentially cubes but each cube represents like a type of character like there are one cube is a rogue one is a wizard one is a fighter and it's you like need five wizards to go do this quest right yeah quest that's what it is so if you're you the quests you have to complete to get points is like let's go you know go fight the whoever in the undermountain you need to bring two wizards and three fighters and one rogue and then you spend your turns getting those people mm-hmm. or those characters once you have them you complete the quest and get the points i think what i like about it is that the options you get to choose from on the board grow because you can buy buildings which are other basically choices to place your worker right mm-hmm. so it's not just what's there um i don't know i always, i love that game because it, at that. the beginning, it start, It feels like you can't do a lot. Because if you play with like four or five people, you only get two workers. Right. But then I'm like, how at the end of the game do I have 150 points or 110 mm-hmm. points? It's like, it's a slow kind of burn, but it does build towards... And I, I enjoy it's, the theme. I'm never a huge D&D person, but I, I enjoy the theme of that game. It's one of the games that, for me, I only want to play with like three of us. That's another Madeline game. She That's the, that Yeah, game. I was just about mm-hmm. to say that. That's one Madeline like to play for a while yeah yeah so Aww. yeah it's a lot it, uh, yeah i love that game it's yeah. a great game it's like and it's easy to it's so easy to set up easy to set up easy to teach um you can probably you know, you know 
be taught by someone who's played it before in 15 minutes and know what know how to play maybe you don't know strategy or everything about it but you can like be invested and involved and have fun I yeah think. yeah it's a good one yeah yay yay what's so uh, we already did my number one because it came up um so can we figure out what this game was that i can't remember what the name of what, it is? rebellion that was your number one yeah rebellion was my number one nice um why do you play that game with me because you can be the rebels it's the hundred percent about the theming of that game yeah like i am so invested i'm i'm i feel in my body like i am part of the rebellion and mm. i have this work to do and i have to keep the base secret and safe and i'm so emotionally involved in this game yeah almost to the level of like now i know how i got addicted to role-playing mm video games in my 20s because i get i would like be so emotionally connected (laughs) to what is going on and you know i'm like star wars isn't just like some nerdy thing for me right you know Star, star wars is so much bigger than that so much deeper than that and you know i have an emotional situation (laughs) you don't have to explain this to me i know i know that's why we're married i'm on the same exact page Mm -hmm. which is why i'm slightly heartbroken every time i can't be the rebels okay i mean we can do it you're not gonna be happy i I will not be i will not be unhappy great that's what i want and someone to spend time with and do a fun thing like game i'm just telling you that if you want like a formidable opponent it won't be me because I'll be like, I don't actually care if All you right. sabotage me. I gotta find a hook. I'll find a hook to make you invested in playing for the Empire. You can't sit down at the table for an hour and a half and play this. You, I'll figure it out. I'll I will. I, I'm just telling you that if you sabotage things, I won't be like, oh. I'll find a way to hook you into this. Like that game. You know what that game does really well? A lot of things. I mean, the whole theming, the whole you know production of the game fantasy flight who must have exclusive rights to make star wars games has done a dynamite job in the past seven or eight years because i mean they make x-wing they make rebellion they have another uh ships game called armada oh, yeah the with, little ships with like well yeah it's like their capital ships mini mini ships so you're not doing like the dog fighting you're doing more like you're flying a star destroyer and a squadron of x-wings and mm-hmm. stuff like that um they do legion Mm-hmm. which is like your ground fighting they do imperial assault yeah and uh what's the new one we just got and played last star wars day outer rim oh i love that game i did enjoy that one too that was a good um one. but rebellion is good because the rebels are like under i don't say staffed but like they have way fewer resources way and their job is to like hit and run and hide and be elusive where the empire is just like massive production lots of ships they get so much more to do but i think they have a murdering wookies i think they have a jesus christ (laughs) there's not a murder wookies action i can take in that movie there is no there isn't it kind of is no there's not at all (laughs) the closest i can do is is capture chewbacca wookie murder it's not wookie murder god damn it (laughs) subjugate wookies wait Way to bring the episode. Electrocute them. <laughs> what is 
wrong with you? See, you're fine. You could be the empire. You made all that shit up right now. It's so terrible. No, I didn't make it up. That's what happens in my brain when you go to Kashyyyk and start taking shit over. And all I can see in my brain is Wookiee babies. Well, then you start a Wookiee uprising. I try. And you kick my ass right out of there every single time. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So check out the blog. Because it's going to have some list of all these games. But first, can we figure out what this game is that I can't remember that would have been on my list? Okay, go ahead. Must have been a memorable experience for you. There are cubes. We could do 20 questions. All right, let's just... There's no limit. Keep going. There are cubes. There are cubes. Can you describe the cubes? And there's... And ruckus? And there's... Monk abilities? Oh, is that Orleans? 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 Right? Is there a bag? Yes. 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 Orleans was going to... And graveyard? What? Do things get buried? <laughs> Do you bury Were people? You a child in the 1940s? Do they die? Right? And there's a certain number of plots in the graveyard? Oh, that's village. Oh, shit. It's the village. The village is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah? So not monk abilities. Right. They're yeah, not monk abilities. I think, yeah, the, vi- the game Village. The Village. You like that game? I do. Really? I didn't like the expansion. Yeah, with the uh, we were ships. That's why I got it. It was just too much yeah, going on. That's why I got it because of ships. Of course. I thought you didn't like Village because, or maybe I just made this up. Where like you also didn't feel like you had enough time to do things. That was when we played with the ships. Oh, okay. And it was like go explore shit now, and like go over gotcha. on this side thing over here, and there was enough to do in the village. Village is like intense because if you want to take an action, you can pay in time. In time, and like if you people die, yeah, you like you, yeah, a new like you have to go through multiple generations of, of your people. People, it's wild. Oh, I didn't know you like. Oh, all right. I like that game. Learning something new. I mean, it probably wouldn't have been like number one, right? But, yeah. Top ten, definitely. Oh, well, yeah. shit. Where's, and monk abilities is Orleans. Or, Orleans or Orleans. Orleans. That's a good one too. That, that is a good that one. That would have cracked top 10 for me, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's a fun one. All right. Yeah. What it home, honey? We can, put, some... we can put links to all the games we mentioned. Yeah. We like, you know, top five, honorable mention, rando games we mentioned. Rando games that yeah. we can't remember what the name is. I think that, you know what I think? I think in this Valentine's Day episode, we should talk more about not specific games. Um, Maybe a specific games, but like, why we game? Why are we into this so much? Like, mm-hmm. we sort of did. We brought it up, like, how our, how we, like, the connection with it, like, to, like, you know, our past or childhood, why it was so easy to kind of get into it. But, like, why do we keep doing this? Or, like, why do we yeah. do it with introducing it to our friends, the kids? Like, why our students? Why do we do it? It's a perfect Valentine's Day episode because yeah. love languages are in there. Language. Yeah. Love it. All right. Alrighty. Well, thanks, everyone. This is Jeannie. This is Matt. This is Mutual Victory. Hey, thank you. Thank you.